Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with, with my good buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. How's everybody doing? Good. A lot of it was an exciting sports weekend. There's a lot, a, a lot going on. It's a great time to be a Bucks and Brewers fan, right? When you, you have, gotta admit, it yeah, feels we haven't had to been able to say that for a long, long this time. This is how our fathers felt in the eighties, right? When the Bucks mm. and the Brewers were good. Did were the Bucks good in the eighties? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was late seventies. Yeah, but did they, they were good in the eighties? Did they, they have an MVP level good? I know. I'm just. We got we got MV two MVP kind of players. This is crazy. So yeah, it's ex- exactly like the '70s and '80s. Bucks good, Brewers good, Packers suck. I actually had a conversation with with Mikey G, our friend Mike. We did the road trips with him and stuff like that. He actually reached out. I was a little mad because he's like, "Why don't you use the mailbag?" But he said, "This is quicker," which is true. But he's. I wanted to talk about it. like when was another great time where we can talk about having MVP candidate. And Giannis, actual MVP, and Yelich, and basically all-world Aaron Rodgers. There isn't a time where you had all three. Like the the only thing this kind of reminds me of is maybe like going back ten years of Rodgers and Braun like hitting their prime at the same time. Yeah, that's as I think that's as close as you can get. Because the Kareem years were late seventies. That was kind of before the Brewers came on. Few like years. 1980, I think, was like their first really, really good year. Because that could be totally wrong. That's back when they had like those seven team divisions and no wild card. So the Brewers had to beat out like the Yankees, was it, to make the playoffs? Yeah, that was the problem with the 80s Bucks, too, because they played, it was like the Celtics and the Sixers were really good. So they were always winning 60 games and the Bucks were winning 50 something, but they couldn't make right. it. Yeah, so. It's weird to have like the Brewers be on their 50th anniversary. That is weird. We used to like that used to be the excuse, like, yeah, we're still young team. Now it's like during fiftieth season, like we need to get this get this thing rolling. So this it might be this is the greatest time right now in terms of having elite talent. You know what? Also, is the greatest time. What's that? It's going to Tenuta's. Oh, if you like Italian food. (laughs) So Mike and I, well, on separate occasions. Enjoyed some delicious, delicious Italian food. I've been going every week, and now my daughter's kind of getting sick of the pizza. We get a deep pan mm-hmm. pizza, deep dish. Oh, it's so it's amazing. Every, it's like every time we have a gathering of a large amount that come to to come to our house, like that's the go to. That's a staple. Yeah, I'm always like, hey, who wants pizza? Because I'm like, it's addicting. I think the first time I ever had tenudos was over here. Oh, so good. oh, I love it. But it's one of those things. Like, I always, I always make sure I have a regimen. For step one is you need to be hungry. You need oh, to be yeah. starving oh, yeah. when you order it. You I can't don't eat be, for a couple of days and yeah. then I'll have tenudos. Yeah, you can't you can't order it when you're already ate because that takes the edge off of how much to order. Because you really want to have that threshold where you order way, way too much so you can then eat on it for the next like couple of days or so. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get extra so you have leftovers. That's like half the point of getting I think the last Yeah, I think the last time we got it, I think I I remember sending almost a whole pizza with you guys one time. Yeah, you took and like yeah, we took them like a whole pizza. Gave a whole pizza to to Cozy's over here, and then another friend that was over. We sent another one up with them. They're like, really? I'm like, yes. And then we still had a pizza and a half left at our house, and that was after consuming whatever. You you and it was probably like fifty bucks, sixty bucks or something. You ordered a lot of pizza, but yeah, it is cheap. Like the pizza's cheap, and it's amazing. It tastes amazing, and it's huge, and it's so delicious. But they also have a store. That Mike attended. Oh, yeah, tell the, us about the store. Yeah, the I love it. the the store. If you go to Kenosha, because they have two locations. Yes. And the Kenosha one, you can also go in their store. And yeah, we do Paddock Lake because it's closer. Yeah, where you live, uh, it makes sense. And uh, well, I was with uh, draft expert Chris, and <laughs> Chris, Chris Kuiper. Yeah, Chris Kuiper. He is actually the one who picked up an insane amount of tenudas. He's getting meatballs, pizzas. <laughs> Gabagool. Ravi- raviolis. You get the gabagool? Yes. 
it's all so good. So we had that, and then we were watching Bucks, Brewers, and college basketball all at the same time. And you time. actually made it through the whole day without uh, falling asleep? Right before, right when we started texting each other about starting this podcast, I was lying down, like, holding oh, no. my stomach. Oh, no. <laughs> you had a too much of oh. um, a manicotti for Maggio. Oh. <laughs> and I managed to avoid girls. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's losing it. <laughs> I managed to avoid Girl Scout cookies just because like, I was trying to eat better. Hey, Chris Kuyper, I still have your Girl Scout cookies <laughs> at my house. I got to deliver them. Oh, there's more to go? Yes, there's a whole box. He yet. had an open box Dude. down there, and I ate like 10 of them right after all that Italian but, food. Because if there's one thing I know about, like either the artist formerly known as Chris from Ireland or Chris Kuyper, is he doesn't do things in moderation. That's true. Yeah. He's so all or nothing. Basically, he went to the Italian food of Girl Scout cookies, which is Tenuta's, <laughs> yeah. and grabbed a whole box, couple boxes of probably Well, I think he had, he had <laughs> noodles. Yeah, he satisfied orders from like a few different families because there's others that have daughters that he, he definitely sponsored or helped out and, and did the same for my daughter, but crushed it there but then all of a sudden now tenuta's and he's crushing it is there is it uh is it the like it used to be where they give you like the catalog the girl scouts and based on how much they sell they get like a prize yeah yeah so that yeah. still goes on so uh-huh. so basically uh chris kuyper is buying so many girl scout cookies like everyone he knows who has a daughter who's a girl scout she, she's getting like a, a flat screen know, tv yeah i was trying to think of what would even be like the best no. prize now that <laughs> yeah, mo- no moon shoes if, oh, wait, that was in the, in if the you 90s. thought if you thought that was true like my daughter did a heck of a job last year, and that was partly because of Chris Kuiper. Chris Kuiper, but <laughs> it was like I think she she sold probably thousand plus dollars worth of Girl Scout cookies. She got like a twenty five dollar donation to the um, zoo for a thousand dollars. It belongs on your... Sopranos. Like it's a better, it's a better like cover up than Sopranos. Well, Sopranos. I mean. That's half the reason I want to eat Italian food all the time is I watch Sopranos so much and Italian food is just, it's the greatest food there is. And it's just, I, you got to go get tenudas. You got to get all that. You got to get all the good stuff there. I mean, you haven't had the best Italian food from, from Grandpa Dick. So. Oh, that's right. Grandpa Dick, big uh, member of the Roma Lodge. Yep. Uh, <laughs> where he goes. The, Ro- the Roma Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> so Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Greatest show of all time. Yeah, I'm in the middle of watching it, but I had to, I got derailed a little bit because the, I think remember I, th- I think I mentioned in the podcast where we talked about how the school that the kids go to did a screen free week leading up to. I did find out that they did do it leading up to the big testing supposedly that they're that, kind of going into. That was the rationale for the timing. I guess said the timing was well. Yeah, it was it was the opening weekend of March Madness. Dumb. Yeah. I mean, all for it. Like, I like the idea of it. The kids did a really good job. Like the kids, I mean, the first couple of days, I'm not gonna lie, were a little bit rough, a little bit rough for mom and dad, a little bit rough for the kids. But they kind of pulled through, and and by the end, they were actually pretty excited to do it. I think, I think uh, Trenton actually practiced more basketball than ever before. Like he's gotten outside a lot more, and did all that. Um, the only thing that ruined it for even us too, as parents, we had our bullathon where we watched stuff there, and they went to the movie where we talked about us. And uh, the kids actually ruined theirs by watching an hour of cartoons at grandma and grandpa's. Um, but after that, they, they rebounded Sunday, didn't watch it again. So They can see what life was like back in the olden days when we used to all just, you know, board games, play uh, sports outside. You know, there's we used to do something, too. It's where you take this thing. It's made out of, like, paper. It's like almost like a diamond. And then you have string attached to it, and you fly it, and you just sit there, and you just—it's called a kite—and you just fly it all day, and you just watch it. Nice to do that, like for hours. Yeah, we used to fly kites. We used to try to see if we could get them stuck on top of the water tower. Right. Yeah. Just a lot of fun. Just kids don't understand how to have fun. Oh, you know what else we used to do with the water tower is we'd buy those super balls, the bounty balls, and we'd we'd bounce them, and we try to hit them over the water tower with a metal bat. And sometimes you would hit them off the water tower. It made the greatest horrible loud sound that boomed through the village. I just remember like the pickup games of baseball down on the water tower park. Yeah, that was big for... Were you one of the people who ever broke a window? Yes, I was one. Okay, I thought so. The water tower park, though, it had a nice diamond, and then there's a hill with the house on top. And right. you, you really had to get a hold of a ball to hit it up to the house. 
and then people like Andy would show up who could do it and yes. hit one through a window and ruin the fun for everyone. But Scatter. The, half the people would run, the other half would sit there and debate how to best write a note about <laughs> I felt so bad for those people after the fact, now that I'm grown up. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a big old bull mastiff dog either. It wasn't like the Sandlot. No. It is amazing if you think about the way kids are today and now logistically how we even organized enough to get everybody there to play an actual game you you got on your bike you rode to the person's house you did something with your hand you get it in a fist and then you don't punch it for somebody you you knock on their door oh, and you, yeah but half of us were terrified to walk up because we're like oh uh, i hope their parents don't show up can mikey come and play can I, andy come out yeah and that's what you do it would be like one or two people show up at the park and then a couple of people see them out the window and show up. And yeah. once you had like four or five, you send everybody out on their bikes to start knocking on doors yeah. and right. collect. The well, I think we actually great. scheduled it at one point. We're like, hey, oh, we're we just going to do this week. It, and yeah. like, hey, just meet down there at like 11 or something like Definitely that. We play we for like an hour. And then head down, in the to, rain and stuff. head down to Callen's and get ourselves a, a burger and a shake. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I miss those days. Callen's was great. Oh, I loved it. And go to Ben Franklin, get some dollar candy. Baseball oh, card. Nickel candy. Yeah. Not they, dollar candy. Nickel. They even had candy. penny candy back then. Penny candy, some baseball cards. The flavor. I used to spend some my allowance. Garbage on pail kids. <laughs> baseball cards and Tootsie Rolls every single week. Oh, I would be remiss if we didn't actually talk about the, the YouTube clip that you sent to us this week, Mike. Oh, that's pretty fantastic. You too? YouTube? Oh, I thought you said U2. I'm like, what What about the band YouTube? It was uh, Bono, Bono. Bono really oh, belting out where the streets have no name. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> yes. We can uh, tweet it out. It's from a guy who's somewhat known on YouTube, I guess. He's, he goes by LA Beast as his nickname. <laughs> if it was like the I tweeted it out. I tweeted okay, it you out. Did tweet it out. So, yeah, I do. But he was on a quest to find a Michael Jordan rookie card. It, it really did excite me to go do it. Cause yeah. He was I, buying, like, so was it, is it 86? Is that the Jordan? 89. No. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was 89 because they didn't make... No. M- they didn't make NBA nope. cards for a couple of years. It's not 89. I swear it was 89 86. because they had a bunch of rookies in it that weren't like, they had Isaiah Thomas. and Anyway, I was watching the video, and I was getting ready for work. So I was in the bathroom, and I was watching it. And it was great. It was fantastic. This guy was awesome. I was brushing my teeth, whatever, get my hair done. And uh, It's a 1986 Flair rookie card. That's what I said, 1986. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you got it. Yeah, no, no correction. Okay. <laughs> So when I said 19, the 1986 cards and stuff he was looking for, anyway, I'm watching it. And my daughter's like, what in the world are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching. It's so I'm animated. Wa- I'm watching YouTube. She's like, what are you watching? I'm watching the first unboxing video of something <laughs> unboxing that matters to me, which is cards. And it's like the greatest thing that could win him like, million, he was like thousands of dollars. Un- the unopened packs you can find out there of 1986 basketball cards. This is 30-year-old unboxing video. But paying like hundreds <laughs> of dollars. Per, it was like $500. Per pack, yeah, because they're hard to find. and Yeah, I know. It was fantastic. But Yeah, because he, he bought upwards of what? Almost $600 or something like yeah, that. He bought for yeah. two packs. Two packs. And he goes through the first pack, and it's no Jordan. But did he get a Isaiah Thomas in the he first pack? He got an Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. He yeah. got a couple of, like okay cards. A lot of bad ones. Yeah, now, a lot, a lot yeah, of bad ones. The Isaiah one was not worth the what 300 some dollars no. he spent on it or 279 but it was still probably worth a good chunk of change i would think you could recoup Eventually. some money yeah yeah but anyway. then as he's going through the second pack like halfway through it he gets a jordan card and his reaction he freaked out the slow mo like yeah. the yeah. slow mo reaction was great he was like oh <laughs> like just like then he spit all over the card. Yeah, he's like, $20,000. And he's just like trying to scrape it off. He's like, oh, oh, Jesus. I'm probably just ruining it by <laughs> oh, doing Jesus. this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I do love how the bumble, bubble gum was still in there. Yes. The bubble so gum residue on the Dominique Wilkins yeah. sticker. Yeah, I so was sweet. expecting that. he got a Chris to... Mullen rookie in that same pack. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was the that's other pretty card. So now, actually, none of you have to watch it because we just spoiled it. Yeah, we did. He yeah, does find it. I don't know. No, it's pretty there's good. There's no way that we can do it justice. But did you guys watch any of his other videos? Which no, I didn't yet. Yeah, I've seen. He's mostly known for like eating challenges. And that's pretty yeah, much I can tell. <laughs> the majority of his other videos. But the other one I liked was the rare discontinued like soda. Like he had, oh, he had legendary sodas <laughs> or like collectible sodas, and he actually opened them and tried like them. crystal Pepsi and <laughs> why. 
I, so bad. I'm I'm sure they held up though. It's so no, I don't know. No, right? He did one. He no. did one too. That's a it's a taste test of his favorite cereals from a kid, and they're all unopened boxes that are like 30 years old of like oh, Batman man. cereal and Ninja Turtles cereal. And he oh, does that's a, bad. He does a taste it makes test. Me, did he use milk from hey, the 1980s? Too? Hey, do we do we want to do our own? Because I'm pretty sure I still have the the Packers like Wheaties box from when they won unopened. the '96 oh, wait, unopened. No. My mom still has the the Packers, Brett Favre and Reggie White bars, chocolate bars. I would eat. And that. then I think of the Pepsi cans that they're on or something like that too. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you have that stuff, I would eat it <laughs> for the sake of uh, yeah, my dad's entertainment. Purposes. My dad actually has a bottle of beer, like some oh, some yeah. beer, and it's got like sediment on the bottom. Yeah. It's like from the seventies or sixties. I'm like, oh boy. If I'm on my deathbed, I'd drink it. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Would you eat Ninja Turtle cereal? Maybe. Maybe I'll do that. I'll eat Goonie cereal. Okay. <laughs> we can find an unopened. He did say he spent like $1,000 on the cereal because every oh, box. Well, I'm dying. Why not? I don't know. It makes you We're wonder talking. like really how much is LA Beast making on all these videos that he can just drop whatever. He just got a Jordan rookie card. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it was like almost what? 20, 20, $30,000. I think 20 grand. That's pretty good. That's pretty well played, cool. Sir. And also good on him to not spoil it in the description is it? It didn't say I found a Jordan rookie. It just right. said my quest, my quest to find yeah. one. So, because part of the reason, like halfway through, I'm like, oh, he's not gonna find one. This is gonna be glorious. Yeah, yeah I was just curious. Yeah, I was. Yeah, just to see, like, even if he didn't find one, just like what a pack would look like and who'd so, be in there. So I kind of want to get a follow up episode of that, like where he actually goes to somebody to get it appraised, right? And then they gotta be like, yeah, if you would have just kept this in mint condition, it would have been like thirty thousand dollars. But now that there's like spit residue and random hair on it uh yeah you're probably worth about uh 250 if he spit to drive down the value that would <laughs> that'd be so unfortunate but funny the thing is he can't he can't pull it off as not spit because there's a video of him spitting on it that's true in slow-mo so well didn't he show a couple other rare cards that were kind of interesting with the frank thomas without the name on it like his rookie card yeah there's there's a lot of different rare cards that are pretty awesome oh cards that were such a great thing there's a yeah I forget who it is, but there's a car that has like a swear word on it for their for his it, name. It's, or it's oh no, it's on like his wristband or something. It's on his bat. It's Billy oh, Rip. Bat. It's yeah. Billy, oh, Rip. Billy Ripkin. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. He wrote it on the bottom of his bat, and in the pose, he's holding the bat, yeah. so the bottom of it's showing, and it made it onto the card. That's one of the most. He probably did that on purpose for I, so many times. He probably so. just held it like this because he's like, I know I'm gonna get photos taken of me with this, so it's like, hey, it's one of the most collectible cards though. Now everybody wants the Billy Ripkin swear card. That's the thing is I love the Ripkins and I love Billy Ripkin even more than Cal now because I watch all of his videos for kids. <laughs> like, but even for that, that met, that just icing on the top. So gentlemen, are you ready for the next QTR giveaway? What is the next? Oh, one? I was born ready. All right. With the Bucks gearing up for the playoff run, we are in need of help, of course. As a fan of sports, there's little, a little superstition involved. Lady Luck, God, whoever he or she may be, um, they are busy with the requests, of course. So we all do a little something during the games. We wear something, that special outfit, not washing your jersey maybe after a victory, sitting in the same position or spot, watching that game, eating certain food, hanging out with certain people. Um, we hope that helps our team win and get to victory so we want to know your ritual or superstition being a fan of sports doesn't have to be just bucks or wisconsin sports it can also be as a player too because we all know as players oh, that could get disgusting. Getting, into the box, um, getting into the box we do certain little things because we have superstitions so uh during basketball for varsity uh well i did it for my sophomore and junior year practice Jersey did not get washed. <laughs> but that was not for superstitious reasons, so. Let's keep people off. It that, was. That's the one. <laughs> it <laughs> was stiff. <laughs> like, it was not not yeah. good. That's just, that's called gamesmanship then. <laughs> that's just, that was a bet that I wasn't going to lose. Sorry. The, the not washing the jersey, that's one I can relate to now, just oh, as a yeah. fan. Definitely. <laughs> well, you don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. You spend $300, of, $400 on a jersey. You don't want to get that in the... mustard stains on mine. All right. <laughs> so anything your heart desires, of course. It doesn't have to be uh, right now, too. So uh, as a child, I used to watch Packer games. I used to do all those types of things, eat ham and, ham and rolls, 
on Sundays, and I'm pretty sure I helped the Packers win the Super Bowl. So in ninety seven, did they ever send you that ring? Still in the mail, they say. I guess. So visit questionablyreturn.com slash giveaway. Submit your story. We will have that up within the next week um, for that submission. But submissions can be submitted until May 31st. So we have a lot of time for this. Mm. And um, yeah, so we definitely want to tease it right now. There'll be a, I think there'll be a social media post about it once it's open and ready to go. I think we'll and work on a graphic or something fun about it. What's the big prize now? The big prize well, is... That's what everybody cares about, right? We don't, nobody cares about the stories. The big prize is a Giannis Antetokounmpo Funko Pop. I am a big Funko Pop collector. Okay, do we need to set rules right now? So, do any of our family members win? I don't. Well, like immediate, immediate, immediate like kids and wives, yeah, and cats. All right. So damn, Luna's gonna. Go. <laughs> I was gonna be like that. Would look fantastic on my son's shelf, aka my desk. So, but yeah, um. My son is a Jameson. He is a avid video maker. He loves to make videos, and we are working on a commercial for this with the Funko Pop, and it will be coming soon. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped up about whoa, whoa, whoa. it. Whoa, we can't even unveil it. Like we can't unveil or open up the giveaway site till that commercial is done, right? Definitely. So we just want to tease it and get everybody ready and and amped up and with your stories and think, think, think about. Your little superstitions um, and for our to spectrum, help your team. And we want to have our spectrum of listeners the ability to have time to Google what a Funko Pop actually is. <laughs> yes. Because there's going to be plenty of that happening, I bet. Everybody has their office. They look great. Basically, this they, Giannis one is awesome. It has his, like, well, it's the wrong color. I'm kind of disappointed. It has red shoes, but he has Funko shoes. Pops have kind of taken over for bobbleheads, I would say. They're kind of the new, yes. new collectible. Yep. Almost working in an office, tons of people have. Because they, they make everything. Let's they just make, face yeah. it. The nerds have them. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's completely true. I'm not, yes. just I'm not thinking, afraid to admit it. Just thinking about which ones I can picture at work. And even yeah. I have only video game ones. I have <laughs> I have specific ones. So Yeah, I know certain people who are like they only collect Disney princess ones. Like I've, I've seen it all. I've so. got two Disney princesses. I'll admit that. Ooh, Elsa nice. and Anna, my daughter gave me them. Okay. Did you? So. Did you guys see that that company that came out with a bunch of bobbleheads that they're recreating, but they're doing a Game of Thrones themed for like sports mascots, like so you get a Bernie Brewer one that's on the the throne. No, it, does that is that a tie-in to the Brewers have Game of Thrones night? Well, I think I don't know if they're part of the sponsor. Anyway, I just it came up on my Facebook ads or whatever, but it's very tempting to buy one because they look very very nice. Hmm. Mm. You've just been watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Funny how that happens. Oh, it yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um you don't and even I watch and I watch Brewers. You don't even have an Alexa and <laughs> the computers are listening. Are you gonna yeah. make it through all of Game of Thrones before the new season? Oh we've already been the, done. Oh you're We're done, done with we, the you did a whole rewatch? Oh my wife and I we did it together. We plowed through, we got through uh we got through the end of it, I think at the end of all right, it's just making sure. Because if you're so, work, working in Sopranos and Game of Thrones. Well, so now, the, so, the wait, Sopranos wait. start was after Game of Thrones was over, okay. and we were searching for something new. But yeah. So you are watching Sopranos. Now, when you watch Sopranos, you don't tell Sopranos in what season you're on. You you tell by how much weight you gain. Then you know. Then we <laughs> will know what season you're on. So. <laughs> Nobody wants to know that. I try- that show's just about an Italian man just eating food. Yeah. There's nothing else. My weight goes up exactly in sync with James yeah. Gandolfini. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So moving out of the way of that uh, exciting giveaway. So good job, Pete. It's going to be exciting. Pretty excited about it. Let's get right into uh, NBA talk. So I just have one little thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Mr. Ball, Lonzo Ball, is distancing himself away from the big baller brand. Did you notice this? No, didn't. So officially he is moving his shoe to Nike. I'm I'm seeing he's not wearing the big baller brand shoe anymore, the BBB shoe. Uh he covered up his BBB tattoo with a couple dice. Hmm. So there's some <laughs> scrutiny with the BBB co-founder Alan Foster. One <laughs> one point just One keep, point. Keep going. No, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> One point five million has disappeared. 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 
That, I think that's <laughs> some the, withdrawals of cash. That's the Sopranos term for it. Oh, it fell off a truck. <laughs> fell off a truck. So just like uh, this whole shoe <laughs> fiasco. So did basically does it seem like Lonzo realized big baller brand was not a good investment. <laughs> it's better to just get switch over to Nike. So he oh when half your money disappears, I think it's probably a good yeah. idea to get out so of it. I'm pretty sure he just wants to kind of get away from maybe dad and all that stuff too because i think he wants to be himself and figure it out himself and his brothers are pretty excited about this too because i th- i think they kind of kind of want to get away lebron hates me because my dad sucks <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard much from his dad actually yeah well, a little bit after like Quiet. the i mean you you saw a little bit i think of it when they had the anthony davis debacle yeah when his son got rumored as part of the trade yeah, definitely. Then you, you saw him light up, light up the Lakers a little bit, but it, for the kinda, most part, yeah, he. he well, LeBron told him to shut up. Like yeah. they like either you shut him up or I'm not coming here. I think he realized that once he got to the point of the NBA, you, you're no longer the biggest star. You can do that in college and outshine other college players and steal the headlines, but once you're in the NBA, people don't care if you're not a good player. They're going to be talking about LeBron. Harden, Giannis, those are the guys who get the attention. Not they they put in a lot of hard work to get where they're at. Yeah, so. not a mediocre draft pick who right. who wears can't shoot. You know, I'm surprised. Well, actually, wasn't Zion wearing BBB shoes when he blew them out? No, it's Nike. Sure. It was Nike oh, for sure, sure Nike. Because yeah. we knew that because the stock plummeted. Mm-hmm. The money Somebody after. should Photoshop that and write BBB on those instead of Nike. That sounds so, like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's finally realizing when you're in L.A., UCLA is not quite the same as the Lakers. That's true, especially the Lakers with LeBron. Let's move on to a good team. The Atlanta Hawks? Yes. <laughs> Another Giannis game, they take it into overtime. Not, Sterling Brown had a good game. Not just no uh, Giannis. Nobody played. Not just no Giannis, yeah. Not no sure. Middleton, no Bledsoe. This was... How about Frazier starting and getting 15 assists? Uh, Frazier didn't sit. He played every single minute. Yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. 53 minutes. Hey, Frazier, Log. guess what? You're going to play 53 minutes. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty impressive. When I saw the Bucks starting lineup today, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Frazier and Colson are starting? Bonzi Colson. They're probably, I mean, they're probably like, oh, it's a final game against the Brewers like Cardinals series. So, yeah, we can just <laughs> mail this one in. Yeah, Bonzi actually had a double-double at halftime. 11 points, 11 rebounds. The thing is, everybody played and played well. Yeah. <laughs> it, the only one they, not to score double digits was Ilya Sova. So that's it was uh, pretty impressive. Maybe it's just the Hey, can the we Hawks. get Christian Wood back? Is that a thing? <laughs> but they started off. I don't, you guys, I don't know if you guys watched that I first. I did not. But they started off so amazingly hot from they, three point. They, blew they had out what? In the first almost quarter. 50 points in the first quarter. Blew they them out. 43, yeah. yeah. 43. What is going on? They were up by like almost 20 well, something. Well, this game set a record for most attempted threes in yeah. NBA history. The Bucks attempted 55 and the Hawks attempted 61. Oh, my God. Well, the Hawks <laughs> that had figures. to. The Hawks had to because they were down by like 30. Yeah, the, the Bucks. Well, then the Bucks jumped out to such a huge lead in the first quarter, but then the Hawks flipped it in the second quarter yeah and all of a sudden there was a game and it was a game all the way down to the to the end there and the bucks had a lot of chances well it's kind of disappointing because the bucks had a lot of chances to win this game and steal it uh with these reserves in but um sterling brown hit that shot and you thought it was was game over and then the the rookie yeah man that made me sick yeah the thing trey young puts it up and it looked like a miss when he put it up but it It almost looked blocked it went it caught the front of the rim and then hit the backboard and then the rim again and managed to drop in for the game winner but you can't be too mad considering this is a this is like the bucks c squad not even like b squad (laughs) no not even b squad but but go figure like they ship christian wood out and then all of a sudden now there's a perfect game where you have like where you actually could use him yeah, he could be playing actually a lot of minutes down the stretch because I would expect more rest for Giannis. Yeah. I mean, Frazier had a good game, but the idea that you could have, I mean, you could have probably even had a little bit less of Brooke as well and kind of thrown him in there as that other body and watch him throw up 28. You should be proud of Brooke today, Andy. He actually posted guys up a couple times. Not too much. He still, he still shot a good amount of threes, but there's a few times he was actually uh, playing like old Brooke 
old Brooke uh, Lopez. So, and by that I mean young Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, kind of going back to Sterling Brown, how he kind of had the twenty-seven points. He was pretty solid from three-point land. Do you guys like him in a starting lineup? He's been in a starting lineup. Uh, he had fifteen points fouled out against the Clippers. He's been uh, starting since I believe Miritich went out. Or Snell? Snell. Since Snell went out, so he's averaging nine point nine, about 9, 10 points, probably 11 now points per game since that stretch. Well, I'm the official president of the Tony Snell fan club, and I will say that... How many members are in that? Just me. All right. Uh, he is just kind of the all-around safe, boring player, Snell. That's kind of why oh, I yeah. like him. He just, no, yeah, he's good. He he sh- doesn't shoot a lot, but when he does, he makes them. He shoots like forty percent from three every single year. Uh, Sterling Brown is way more upside. I think if you're looking to get closer to what you had in Bragdon, you want Brown out there just in terms of his ability to do a lot more on the floor. I mean, I like the twenty-seven points. I like the shooting. It's good to see him get nine rebounds, but I still don't like that he has only had three assists. Like, he doesn't pass the ball. It seems as much. Yeah, yeah, he's but he's mostly getting the ball and shooting. He's like a spot shooter, so he doesn't really do much with the ball. He'll he'll pass it off to like Giannis and stuff. But most of the time, when he is shooting, he's he's not dribbling. He drives sometimes, but he's a really good shooter. I feel well, especially in this game, Frazier just handled the ball so much. Yeah, that was some of the reason that uh, nobody else really did a whole lot in the assist department. Yeah, and they hit a lot of shots just walking down and would hit threes. But um, another cool stat was I think Trey Young was number one in the longest shot, shot three-point shots, and Brooke Lopez is fourth, <laughs> fourth with the <laughs> longest. He's like 26-footers, so I just saw that. That was pretty funny. But Clippers, so it's kind of interesting. They lost against the Hawks, but they beat the Clippers, another playoff team, which was uh, no Beverly and no Lou, sweet Lou Williams, but – they still won. Bucks won four in a row at uh, the homestand. Um, they had that bend, don't break. They got up 20-ish. We're up about 10 pretty much that whole second half. Uh, Giannis's ankle had another scare, mm-hmm. uh, which that's why he rested versus the Hawks. But Middleton and Giannis dominated that game, 73 points between the two of them, 26 of 42 on field goals. Um, if we see this Middleton, playoff Middleton, remember playoff Middleton last yeah. year? That's going to go a long way for this team and uh, taking a lot of attention off Giannis. So I'm really excited. That didn't even have a Bledsoe kind of picking up his game coming into the stretch. Like that would be exciting to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bledsoe hit a a lot of of good shots that game. He also had a monster dunk too. So It's nice Um, to see uh, a Middleton game where he just shoots the lights out because it felt like it had been a while since he had one of these where he just really like heated up and never really cooled down. But yeah, you'll, hopefully you'll see. I mean, hopefully you'll see Middleton and Bledsoe resting more because those guys have played nearly every game. I feel uh, they don't get much of the rest. Giannis, hopefully he gets the rest. But you want to see them get that number one seed overall in the NBA. So you still have something that they they want as a team for sure, and that is a big thing because if you do play the Warriors, it'll be nice to have more home games in them. So I do believe. Giannis will be playing the all the road games coming up. Um, I think it's a three-game road stretch that they have left. So he will be playing those games. I think there's no question about that. So it'll be uh, interesting to see, though, how how they can maybe get that number one seed and then they can just rest everybody yeah. for the rest of the year. The, the remaining games are at Brooklyn, at Philadelphia, and then home for Brooklyn, home for Atlanta, home for OKC. So five games ago, they have a three-game lead. It's, it's all about locked up, but you never know. Yeah, they they still, though, have to. They can't treat it like it's locked up quite yet. But, yeah, you definitely want rest for Giannis and the starters. What's What's kind of nice is you know where their heart is, and Giannis does not want to sit. He has said a lot of times, yes. I don't care. I'm going to play hurt. I want to win for this team. And even Middleton's pretty stubborn. So Coach Bud has a lot of conversations, I guess, with these guys, and it's probably not fun conversations for him well, because these guys they, don't want to sit. They need to see the big picture, right? Like, oh, yeah. The idea is it, it doesn't matter. Like, the playoffs matter. Right. Co- Coach Bud said, though, like, he, he, it's hard to talk Giannis into taking a night off. Like, he really has to, like, work on getting him to, like, convince him that 
rest is good. That's a nice problem to have, I guess. Yeah. I'd rather have it that way than... Yeah, he's a gamer. I am sorry that I made my estimate for the Brewer season to be less than I originally estimated. So I'm back on the I'm back on the bandwagon of uh, Mike did too. Plus. I was the only one to raise mine, That's and true. I look like I'm right right now. You guys are on the bandwagon for World Series. Swami says championship year. Swami Pete over here. <laughs> well, yeah, talking about MVPs. Holy moly, Yelich, and you could say Goldschmidt. Because Goldschmidt went Gold, off too. Goldschmidt also has four home runs. I do have a lot of stats. Yeah, three in one game. I want to talk about Goldschmidt, but we can talk about him later. So the Brewers uh, took three out of three out of four in exciting fashion. Two of those, yeah, very exciting. So, what are your guys' thoughts on this series? One, I have to, can I just do the announcer talk real quick? Go mm-hmm. ahead. I was very bummed that Brian Anderson was not able to make it for opening day. That was kind of a bummer. Like I, I was really kind of looking forward to that, but it makes sense. Like he was doing March Madness, and that's that's is what it is. So Matt LaPay has been filling in, and I have to hand it to him. I like I like him when he does like Badger football and things like that, Badger basketball. That's all fun. But to have him come do baseball and to hear him ramp up for all these exciting moments, like the cane catch, and then now the way Yelich finished that game, has been amazing. Like it's just awesome to see him ramp up and uh, make those calls. It's just so exciting. So how is Uncle LaPay doing? He's doing well. Oh, oh you yeah. think you think we're doppelgangers? <laughs> I already have a doppelganger, Elizabeth Moss. It was he's, he's my old your old doppelganger. Oh, he's me from the future. Right? Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of mics, like kind of like Rick and Morty. There's a lot of Mortys out there. Yeah, there's, Ricks. there's worse ways. A lot, all, a lot of Ricks. Sorry, got it wrong. Anyway, go ahead. But I, I I like Matt LePay. He brings the right right amount of excitement. Like he's he's uh, he's like playoff excitement right now though. <laughs> well, some of these games, those calls. Yeah, are... like when you lead off, when you lead off, <laughs> when you have opening opening day weekend or if you whatever you want to call it now, and it's the Cardinals oh, before you start. And the Cubs, how did they get one? They got the the freaking Rangers. Like we're doing interleague play, but they had like the opening day what on Thursday, and then they had off Friday. Yeah, a bunch of teams had off Friday, which didn't really make sense. They went like right so into a stupid. break. And only had like five or six games before coming back to. And they're going to complain about it. We lost our flow, whatever. I think they <laughs> wanted uh, all the series to wrap up on Sundays, and some teams didn't start with a four game series. Yeah, that's fair. So. But uh, yeah, the takeaway from it is so, as exciting as the series was, uh, I feel a little better after today's win than after the first three games, because in the first three games, the Brewers got one run that wasn't from a home run. Very and, true. Yeah, you, you can't uh, bank on. Yes, you home, can. Three or four home Come runs. Come on, Yelich is hitting 162. Yeah, that's this true. Year. Yelich will probably hit one. Oh, crime your river, Mark. <laughs> every single game. Wait, so. wait. <laughs> Kristen Bonds. He's Barry Bonds again. Oh yeah. Mine, we did talk. He was walked three there. times today. Minus the 50 pounds of steroids that he <laughs> Yelich. He's like he's the lefty swing. He hits home runs. Not quite the same build though. A little different. I don't know. That shot that he had in the first inning of today was ridiculous. And that's why I felt a little better because then after the home run today, the rest of the runs the Brewers got were were non-home runs. Did you like the silent treatment they gave him? Yeah. In his his little routine as he walked in? that's uh, That's always a good touch. Baseball players know how to have fun. Especially the Brewers, I think that, like like we talked about going into the season, how much fun they have. Like this is just fun to watch them. Yeah. Like they have some fun antics. Like Suter has his fun, especially like during like games. But he actually like afterwards, you have to follow him on Twitter if you don't mm-hmm. because he's hilarious. So you're looking at our young guys pitching. Uh, Peralta got kind of roughed up. Woodruff, Woodruff did good. Had a pretty decent game. He had a decent game pitching and hitting. I think he had a couple. <laughs> Couple of hits that uh, game. Well, and we, don't don't forget Shasin hitting yeah, too. Shasin had, had a home Sh- run. Sh- That's true. Performance. That's true. He was two for two. And so then, was yeah, Woodruff and Shasin two for two. That's nice. Burns also had what twelve Ks. Yep. Yeah. He struck out the side for three innings straight. He made me nervous though with the way he was throwing. I was watching a couple of those pitches back, and man, like he was th- he had good stuff. Obviously with the twelve strikeouts, but he he when he left stuff up, he left it up. Yeah. And that's not good. He got beat a couple times. I think it's gonna happen. They're young. It's good. I I just like the. I mean, I like the outing. He sh- definitely shook it off and came back to get twelve strikeouts though in five innings. That's pretty good. 
yeah, pretty, pretty good. yeah his stuff looked good but yeah as you pointed out there's a couple times he just didn't quite get the movement on some of his off-speed stuff and really just hung it over the plate and the cardinals are the kind of team that they have like the brewers a lot of guys who can hit home runs so one guy that hit a lot of home runs his name is paul goldschmidt Yep, and I believe um, you said you were worried about him. Very worried. The season, right? Very worried because career against the Brewers, he has against the Brewers, he just dominates them. So he has a three seventy average against the Brewers. That's the best. I mean, <laughs> technically, he hits better against the Tigers, but he's only played two games against yeah, them. Yeah, too small so, sample size. Yeah, bigger sample size. He crushes the Brewers at Miller Park. Now, this is why we should have signed him. He hits four twenty plus, obviously, because he I think he hit almost five hundred this weekend. So uh he obviously has eleven home runs when I checked this on Friday. Um so he's had a couple more. And four, then at four. That's <laughs> yeah, so twenty six RBIs, so he has more than that now. And uh a one point three eight four OPS at Miller. That's pretty outstanding. Pretty solid. Is, that, is that baking in today's game where he went one for four? Uh, no, this is all on Friday. I oh. did not check these numbers again, which it'll probably be even higher. Except so. for today. Today he went one for four. A measly hit. Yeah, measly measly hit out of the out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, Goldschmidt, I mean, it's kind of scary because they do play the Cardinals ten times. Well now six times this month. Yeah. What is up with that kind of scheduling? Can't Are they, they taking notes from like the NBA? Playing the same team a couple times a week. I don't like that's not a balanced enough schedule because then they go like months without seeing them. Well, we better be. Let's get to get hot now, I guess. Yeah, so they, they have 12 versus the division this month. They have a tough stretch, which is Dodgers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Cardinals. What? I've never, oh, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. Maybe, maybe. So they have 12 or their 27 in April. Want to get their good storylines ready to go right away? Yeah, 12 or their 27 in April against 2018 playoff teams. So it's a tough April. That's a, Taking three out of four was a big deal. Huge. It really proved that they're, they're back and nothing has changed with this team. They're having fun. They're winning games late. Hater is lights out with immaculate innings. Oh, that... Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Nine pitches, nine strikes, three strikeouts. We're not exaggerating when we've said he's the best relief pitcher in baseball. I think he clearly has he has the crowd and he's right. He's, he's, he hits he paints the edges of like um, it's impressive how, how he gets his pitches like on the edges. He pitches oh my God. he pitches good, but but Grandal's been like that series oh, with yeah. Grandal's been probably wor- almost worth it because the way he he's painting and framing those pitches probably the the best I think I've seen since LaCroix, maybe? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Even that's that's that? one thing with Grandal like that... Bethany was always an artist at that, but... Yeah, that's one thing with Grandal that, that we all like kind of mentioned when we got him, is that mm-hmm. he does he's, that he's very, He's stealing some strikes. Good. Yeah, and I think and, he only had one pass ball. So. And I think... <laughs> Is Hader throwing still, even harder this year than he did last year? I thought ah, opening oh day he got man, up to ninety nine. I think he's Crushed. throwing harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't, he didn't even throw a he didn't throw off speed. He's he's thrown all <laughs> fastballs so far. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think it's like what thirty fastballs. He kind of reminds me now of like Aroldis Chapman when Chapman was younger. I know Chapman he was still, unhittable. Chapman's still a great pitcher now right. in his early thirties, but I think with like, the Reds, like oh. Hader has the crown though. If he's the most unhittable guy to come out of the bullpen. Well, yeah. You well, I, I, Chapman struggled a little bit sometimes with the control, like he would because he'd ramp it up so high, you get in the hundreds, low hundreds, and sometimes he would lose it a little bit for for a couple of games, and it would be okay because he's throwing that fast. Like Hader just seems to be in perfect command all the time. Like yeah. he doesn't seem to get lose it right. crazily. I love the high strikes when the guys swing at those because they look so silly, <laughs> like throwing like. 98 just a little above the, the strike it's zone impossible to i know hit. the guys just get off those ugly well, it just like, comes at you so fast yeah but yeah it's uh yeah i just i'm thinking of chapman when he was with the reds i, w- I think i would just turn off the game but that's how i f- how do how do like i mean granted martinez kind of almost hit a home run and kane, yeah that's true kane stole that one but he's got to be somewhat imposing i mean i mean he's not a big guy but he's definitely not quite as tall as randy johnson but he's six three so when you see that fastball coming in in upper nineties, almost a hundred miles an hour, and it's coming in like at a straight line, like you have you're never catching up to that. 
Yeah, I know uh, some hitters have said that it's just trying to pick up where the ball's coming from. It's coming from such an unusual spot, being tall and long arm. He and, hides it. And yeah. the way he releases it, yeah. You're trying to pick up the ball, and it's it's all of a sudden it's on you so fast that these guys just they, they can't hit him. So just uh, want to give you a quick update. Domingo Santana update. He is hitting 308, three home runs, 10 RBIs. He's got a five-game hitting streak, mm-hmm. if you guys want to know. Uh, I believe he hit a grand slam in Japan. Uh-huh. He sure did. He's batting cleanup, right, for the Mariners? He was batting fifth, oh, and then fifth. he moved okay. to second, and now he's third, I believe. Okay, so, so, he's like in so the, I said cleanup, and he's batted everywhere except there. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he hit today, but uh, I just kind of had to mention that. Not that I don't like Gamble. So, but so this is like a Segura 2.0? Might be. It might be. We'll see. It's early in the season. Yeah. It is early. <laughs> But, I mean, what were we going to do? Because I, I, he probably wasn't going to make the roster, and he had no more the, callbacks. So The only thing would, would be if we had kept him and tried to move Thames, I guess. And you guys want to hear another piece of happy news to start the, the baseball season? What's sure. that? Uh, so the Cubs got the Rangers. Oh, yeah, I did see the end of that game today. And they lost two in a row. One, yeah. one opening day. Lost two in a row. The Rangers walked it off today on a wild pitch. <laughs> good thing. Nice uh, job. Good thing uh, Chris Kuiper has like a four TV setup. So we had the MLB uh, basically red zone equivalent on the fourth TV. <laughs> nice. Gosh, I love Chris Kuiper's setup. <laughs> and uh, you know, just to clarify, the Cardinals, after we finish playing them in April, we don't see them again until August 19th. <laughs> so who did every pick? Oh do, do you guys remember who we who you guys picked for AL West? West, uh, Astros, picked, uh, Athletics. Yeah, Seattle's five and one. Yeah, yeah, they dominated that Japanese series, but that was unfair. They had Ichiro, and he gets J- the Japan Magic won those games for them. <laughs> yeah, Houston's in last. Yeah, just, just, just for a good hot take. That's a good hot take. I like that. First series. That's why baseball's so funny. It's 162 games. It's like <laughs> We're already making conclusions based <laughs> on the first weekend. <laughs> so one concern over this weekend series before we just kick it to the Reds and Cubs, Thames and Aguilar, um, <laughs> a little, little rough. Are you kind of concerned about our first baseman? Aguiar has is two for twelve, one sixty seven average. Same with Thames, one for seven, one forty three um, average. I feel like Jesus has struggled since the All Star break last year. Yeah, he yeah. has. He had a rough two guys half. that put together two f- good first halves and uh, kind of dropped off. I, w- I would like the the can Goldschmidt we, option Goldschmidt? back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would like to see a little more uh, than like sh- Shaw to playing first. Um, Thames. Six strikeouts and seven at-bats is uh, concerning because he is the kind of guy that strikes out a ton. I still think Aguilar will figure it out. But uh, I do kind of worry that if Thames is supposed to be the backup, how much should we really be playing him? Maybe we maybe we really did make a mistake not keeping Santana. Maybe. I don't know. It's something to, something to kind of keep our eye on is our first base position because that's a power position usually with uh, a lot of teams. And then uh, the Brewers seem like they're lacking right now. Of course, four games in. I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, and then you'll see how they kind of go against the Reds. That's a tough pitching staff to go against the Cardinals. So, hoping. I don't know what their spring was. I don't really remember the numbers coming out of spring. But either way, it's only one series. Yeah. So, Reds, Cubs this week. Of course, uh, more tough games. Let's see if they can come out of this week with a. Uh, a lot of yeah. wins. My mother-in-law is a big Cubs fan, so yeah. she's going to the the first game of the series. So that's why I keep having to tell her that the Cubs suck. Yeah, Reds are on the road. Cubs are at Miller Park. I hate those Miller Park Cubs games. I mean, the Cardinals really filled Miller Park pretty well. Yeah, but yeah, they're the suckiest suck that ever to get sucked. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> So, so before we let you guys get out of here, uh, let's talk NFL Packers quick. Um, TJ Lang retires after 10 seasons, follows suit to Jordy. Yeah, he had a pretty good career. Is that um, why Chris Kuyper went to Tenuta's and bought a bunch of Italian food? 
an honor, to, an homage to yeah to the great T.J. Lang. Does T.J. Lang make the Packers Hall of Fame? No, I don't know. Not quite. I yeah, don't know. he seems like he might be just like a a tier below that. So then after that, the Bears trade Jordan Howard to the Eagles for a twenty. Wait, wait, what? What about your T.J. Lang favorite memory? He had a heck of a pancake block. I like the one where he <laughs> said he drank too much his rookie year. There you go. Okay. <laughs> He has right. something like that. Go Google it. I don't want to take no, it too out of context. Right. He said he focused too much on partying and not enough on football. Yeah, that's uh, a good one, right? Yeah, uh, no, that's good. Okay. I back, always like to, to the Bears. I always liked how he uh, talked about protecting his quarterback, where he's like, "I'm never gonna let him like get shoved around." Yeah, so he would like, be the first guy in a scrum. Yeah, shove him around. All right. So Bears uh, trade Jordan Howard to the Eagles for a 2020 conditional sixth round pick. Could be a fifth based on performance. Yeah. Howard uh, kind of went from five yards a carry to like four, and now he did three last year. I yeah, my fantasy team seven. can tell you that he sucked. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Chicago people who suck, Jordan Howard sucked. Well, I thought, I mean, I guess he is, they say he doesn't fit Nagy's system, but I thought this seemed like they gave up Howard for like nothing. Yeah. Right. Like he's a pretty good running back to pair with Tariq Cohen. Is Doug Peterson a genius? I don't um, know. He seems to steal guys lately. I don't know. I, like Howard and Cohen seems like they've been one of the better duos in football. I don't for, think yeah. I don't think Cohen's a four down back. But he needs to stockpile these running backs because they all get hurt. So they're only left with like a half a one by the end of the season. Well, I yeah. think Ajayi's gone now. I believe. Well, yeah, but I mean but his knees were shot. I, I think Ajayi hasn't even signed with I the team. I don't think so. No, not at all. Anyway, but yeah, no Bears. Yeah, interesting move. We'll see, uh, we'll see, we'll see what it means. What do they got tucked up their sleeve? <laughs> Um, but last, probably the most controversial, NFL makes pass interference now reviewable. I know what Adrian Amos had to say about it, but what do you got? Uh, so the NFL gets this stuff wrong so often that it actually makes sense that they got this so wrong. It feels it feels normal then. It feels par for the course. It's like, hey, they haven't had, well, had a bad thing for they a while. Said, they said, hey, Major League Baseball, three... Oh, you have to face three pitchers? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot that I don't get about this. But one, it seems like they're being way too reactive and not proactive. So a pass interference penalty is all that's talked about in the NFC Championship game. Ridiculous. So then they make pass interference reviewable. But that's it, right? That's the only penalty they changed. So what happens if there's defensive holding or illegal contact on a big play? Offensive holding? Offensive holding, offensive every play. can often offensive pass interference can be called though, right? On a wide receiver, yeah, like, I guess so, right? Basically, yes. the point is, if you're gonna commit to making judgment calls challengeable or reviewable, do it for all of them. Don't just do it to the one that happened to come up last year. Because now, what if it's some big holding call on an offensive lineman doesn't get called? Then we just changed the well, that, con- well, conspiracy theory alert. Now they can just say, oh, we're going to make this reviewable under two minutes and like call New York and have them tell me what I want the outcome to be. First, it Yeah, was, that's pass interference. First it was the catch, and then it was the roughing the passer. Now we're going to have the pass interference controversy. Don't worry, roughing the passer disappeared after Clay it Matthews were called three weeks in a row or whatever. But No, yeah, Sean Payton, he really uh, complained a lot and got his way. Yeah, and then uh, I heard Jason Garrett and Bill Belichick also were on board with him. And don't trust this. If Bill Belichick is on board, that's where it's like he's up to something. Yeah, he's <laughs> working to get more more red flags into his socks so he can just throw them out yeah, every he, play. Oh, that's passing. You, know, right oh, yeah, you, you know how many secret cameras are in Gillette that they have every yeah. little micro? It's yeah. like Oprah. You get a pass interference. You get a pass you, interference. You get a pass you know, interference. You know, as they're talking about this and Belichick's just sitting there smiling, it's like, you should know, like, don't, don't, it's not good. He's putting his hand up that he agrees with this. Like he's up to something. The new Patriots offense of jump balls and guys falling over every play. <laughs> Get ready but, for soccer rules where people just fall yeah. down randomly. Bill Belichick's gonna like bring in former soccer players to teach diving to his wide receivers. Come but, to the dark side, Michael. But it just seems like <laughs> if you're gonna make a change, don't just have it be pass interference. They needed to go bigger and do everything then if they're gonna commit to this. Because now we're gonna there's still gonna be controversy. There's gonna be penalties there's like gonna be more controversy now, yeah, I feel. Defensive holding that can't be called. Oh, that was actually holding that pass interference, so it can't hey, be reviewed. Hey, remember remember the first few weeks of the Phantom like pass or roughing the passer calls? 
How yeah. many weeks are we going to have ranting calls about this? Yeah, it's going to be ready for it. a constant problem. And We're then, ranting about it now when the season hasn't even started. <laughs> and then people are going to complain too when there's other stuff that you that ruins a game that you can't review. So mm. go and bigger. Then, and then you're just going to have like four-hour games. I think Because everything's reviewable. Originally, I like the idea, if you're going to do it, make everything reviewable. But I think the AAF, uh, their one contribution before they fold probably tomorrow will be... <laughs> The yeah, Scott, did we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> the AF's ready to fold already. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they, they had I had that written down, but I totally forgot about it. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh. They, they gave it a good try. <laughs> They're like, if the NFL doesn't want to give us young players, we quit. Yeah. <laughs> Trent Richardson's not going to cut it. He doesn't celebrate. It's not. Trent Richardson's like, what do I got to do, man? We don't want Johnny Menzel. Yeah, that was the end. Do the oh, never the, take on a player that even Canada doesn't want. That's true. <laughs> Canada kicked him out. <laughs> Canada kicked him out. He is they banned excited. from Canadian football. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Congratulations, man. Johnny! You're not kicked out of two leagues. Oh gosh. And you're about to take down a third. Yeah. <laughs> Trifecta. <laughs> oh man. Sending okay. back Johnny Manziel is the worst thing Canada's done since Justin Bieber. <laughs> 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 I wish we had a video podcast. <laughs> and he did a classic spit take right yeah. there. That was great timing, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, and he's just going for the swig of water. <laughs> I, I could hold it, it if I wanted to. I could that see it. So I awesome. could see that corner of my eye. <laughs> now he's got water in his lungs. <laughs> if I die tonight, you know what? Yeah, Andy, sleep oh, on your stomach tonight. Man. You'll Drown. Good thing, <laughs> good thing Chris Kuyper's coming on now because oh. Andy's dead. Yeah. All that water in his lungs. Gonna drown. So. Oh, well, <laughs> well played, Mike. In conclusion, a sky judge. There you go. Get a sky judge who can just review the really egregious stuff. Keep, keep challenges as it is, and he would just fix stuff like the fail Mary, the NFC Championship game last year. Fixed the really bad stuff, but NFL will continue to be a mess. No no surprise. The NFL uh, needs to stop tinkering and making this game unwatchable. Yeah. This one I'm especially concerned about. Like, why does it have to be so reactionary to everything? Yeah, it's, it's very cut and dry that... This was the problem in one specific game, so this is the only change we're making. The NFL has ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's going to be multiple times where illegal contact it's or, it's or defensive holding yeah, it's gonna is cost not going to be able to be challenged, and it's going to be a big talking point. Oh. It, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. It already is, and it, yeah. nothing's happened yet. Because just remember, you, you can't commit pass interference if the quarterback has the ball. So just mug these guys until the ball's in the air. Then that's when the cameras go on. That's a good shape. Oh, nice job, Mike. I have water all over my wall. Dog will clean it up. Do you have a dog? Not yet. Okay. Never on, though. Never mind, then. What's that? Anything else you got? I got one thing. I don't die from. Why does every site I go to now ask me about cookies? And it's not Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, they weren't the good kind. Mm. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. What is it? The Otis Smuckmeyer or whatever they call those. those great, great ones. Hmm? Smuckers what? jelly. Sm- what? Smuckmeyer. Sm- Otis Smuckmeyer. What? Otis Nick. Caramel delight. Oh, Otis. haven't you ever seen those like Otis Smuckmeyer? Like they have like I don't know. There's like little cookie ovens in the back of fast food places and other places. They're so good. No. You've had one. I, I promise you you've had one. And if you haven't, you need to get one. eBay has a used Otis Bunkmeyer cookie oven for 150 bucks. You should get one. Add it to our, our podcast studio. Do I have to say the word Spunkmeyer before I eat them? Yes. Uh, it t- turns me off to eat cookies. And with that, everybody. So, Enjoy your three degrees, everybody. Hey, April Fools, <laughs> I forgot to press record. <laughs> Play a joke on somebody, everybody. Happy April Fools. <laughs> I don't even know. Can Mikey come and play? Can Andy come out?
thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, Cozy with a K, Junior, J-R. Please consider leaving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know. 